Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conaway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch-fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. Hey, hey, Connector family. Welcome back to the Connector podcast. We have a juicy episode for you guys today because we are going to tell you about a very terrible lesson, a terrible time in our lives, to be honest, a lesson that we needed to learn when it came to growing the Connector community. We like to be real raw and vulnerable. So we figured let's just tell a story time of the lessons we learned so that you don't have to go through the trial and error that we went through. But ultimately, A conversation that we are going to have today is all about Facebook. Contrary to what a lot of people believe and what I hear people talk about all the time is that Facebook is dead. The world goes around on Instagram and TikTok, and that's where your business needs to be. But we have utilized and scaled and monetized off of Facebook. So that is what our conversation is going to be like. And we're going to go through exactly how to do so, things that you can implement in your business if you choose to use Facebook for more than just talking to your grandma. Let's start with this story time that I thought that we were going to dig a hole, bury, and put away forever. Yeah, Sam, Rachel comes to tell me them all about it and is like, I know what we're going to talk about on our podcast. And I was like, what? And she was like, you know that time we did that thing? <laughs> and I was like, you want to talk about that? <laughs> she said, absolutely not. And then we stared at each other for a second and then we just started laughing and we were like, it needs to happen. So now we're here. All right. Let's talk about that thing that we done did. So rewind it back. (laughs) Rewind it back sitting in a conference room at our apartment and or my apartment and working on our computer laptops. Rachel comes to me and is like, I have an idea. And I said, what is your idea? Let's hear it. Normally, I'm a little bit fearful every time she comes to me with an idea because it's a little out there. But most of the time, they do work. (laughs) And a solid 80 other percent of the time, they don't. (laughs) Listen, they're great, though. She's a creative. I love it. Visionary. We need that. Every company needs that. It's fantastic. (laughs) So this was one of those moments that she came with an idea. And that idea was, let's build an app. So... We do our research. I'm like, okay, let's see how we can make this happen. And we wanted to build an app for our membership. So membership is a really awesome way to just grow a community and have conversations and build residual income for yourself. And a lot of different things come from membership. And so it's really attractive, like front end business model. And we wanted to make sure that our membership was top notch, top quality for our people. And so the idea came from having an app that's going to really help the community grow and conversate and build each other up inside of our own platform where we get to control everything, right? Great idea. And a lot of people do have their own apps. So to get an app developer to make you a badass app, it costs about 
10, 20K. That's on the low. I mean, a lot of apps can be far over 100K. And for us, somebody that has been bootstrapping this thing from the beginning, right? No venture capital. We didn't start out with investors. We decided, well, we can totally learn, right? Keep your learnings above your earnings. We have always been the type to dip our feet in, invest in mentorship, and then take action on the things that we learn or learn from YouTube, learn from books, learn and then apply versus have other people do things for us oftentimes because we did start without that venture capital or without that additional financial support. So we were staring at this big number with an app developer and we were like, nah, we can totally do this ourselves. Yeah. So we pay 10 grand, 20 grand for an app developer to do it or we figure it out. We buy all the software ourselves. We start to figure Which out the features. Which also ends out to be about like 10K, <laughs> 20K. And our time that we spent to do it is probably around a lifetime. And so that begins the process of building an app. So we figure out all of the different features that we want on it. And that is just the community side of things, people to be able to message each other. We wanted different groups for different types of chat rooms. We wanted where they can access photos and medias, where they can see their uh, the backend portal of all of the masterclasses, everything that we have inside the membership. We wanted it to all be accessible through this one app. And that's what I went on the hunt to do. <laughs> So I am, of course, the creative. Sam's also a creative, but I came with this idea, right? But the flaw in that is that I hate technology. That's probably my biggest pet peeve. If you give me a computer that runs a slight bit slow, it is my ick, and it really triggers me sometimes, right? (laughs) Really, really triggers (laughs) (laughs) That is just what we live with, right? I do not enjoy technology, If it is something that gives me a challenge, that is something I struggle with personally. So I bring this idea to Sam and then we come down to the fact that Sam's definitely going to be the one that has to really build this thing. She's got to learn the coding. She's got to learn the back end. And I will do other things in the business, but I will give her the thumbs up when it looks great. So Sam started her journey. And first and foremost, if you are listening, especially if you have met us in person, next time you see Sam at an event, like just give her a hug because she's not emotionally well. (laughs) During, granted, this was this was quite some time ago, but during this time, Sam was putting in the work. And also I was taking a lot of the things that she was previously doing in our business. So both of us were grinding it out in different ways, but I am talking about she was grinding it out to another level. 3 a.m. hoodie on, on her computer, learning how to code an app. It was an entire journey and her mental health definitely <laughs> was challenged during this time. And I take full responsibility for this idea. This is where our communication had to like really be challenged because top notch communication. Think of trying to learn a brand new skill that you don't understand and then bringing it to the person that had this great idea and vision and saying, This is where we're at right now. And she says, No, I want it different. (laughs) No, that's not good enough. So, my perspective was I did a ton of research on other apps that were out there, what I liked, what I didn't like, and a lot of the back end, how these people built these things. The platform that we chose to build the app on, which is actually an incredible platform, we Mm -hmm. just, you know, we took it upon ourselves to learn something that we were not qualified to do at that time. But I did a ton of research on that and I was watching the tutorial videos of like what it was capable of. And so she would bring to me what where she was at and I'd be like, yes, but 
it's possible to do this. And like we, our community deserves this next level experience. So I always wanted it to be better. And this is where our communication was really challenged. But we got this app to a really good point, or I would say Sam got this app to a really good point. It was beautiful. It was aesthetic on the outside, but it was very confusing and it was hard for our community to navigate. It was hard for us to navigate on the back end because we can code it to one point to look a certain way, but then every single error that happens on the back end, something as simple as somebody needing their password changed was an entire big learning curve for us to completely recode the system and have to manage it and update it on the back end. Yeah, so imagine hundreds of women coming into your membership and then 20% of them having some sort of error because it's the first time you're launching it and there's going to be and errors. Apple is completely different than, than Google. Google. Yes. So it, Apple and Google, everybody has an Android or an iPhone. If you have an Android, we have trust issues. But anyways, there are people out there that are like that. <laughs> <laughs> but if there was an issue, because we were still kind of in a beta round, we let in a couple hundred ladies to the app, then it was like one little thing ended up triggering so many different problems. It just was not fully capable of running by itself. And in order to get to a place, I probably would have needed to go to school or spend a lot more time trying to figure it out. And we had a launch that was happening. So our launch was happening in around April. We're like, this big app is coming. And we come April, like, I am doing my absolute best to learn this thing. And it didn't launch Granted, in time. note, we were working with WordPress. Love them, but, like, customer service, a little bit wishy-washy, mm -hmm. right? Because their entire platform, everybody that helps us with customer service is on a completely different time zone. So in order to get a support response, it would be 3 a.m. in the morning. So we would have to figure out all of the problems that we had during the day, submit all of these reports during the day, and then stay up all night waiting for responses, trying to fix it with their team, and then manage the app the next day with our community trying to fix all of the problems from the night before. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a mess. But we ended up launching it. We got a, lo a lot of ladies in it. Of course, they thought it was beautiful. They thought it was aesthetic. It was very pretty, but it was not easy to use or understand because this is a platform that they have never been on before. They are not trained to utilize it, even with all of the training videos, even with all of the PDFs, even with all of the emails. There was that access available, but there is that learning curve. And to try and get somebody to go from a platform they have never, ever used before to start using it every single day, we felt that that was not the best transition and that we were getting a ton of feedback of, they're just not going to use it. They're not engaging. And we needed to learn how to use and simplify with what platforms work for people already. So trying to take somebody off of a community platform and put them into your own was a very big challenge of getting the engagement high. So to sum up this entire story of this tragedy in our lives, our inner circle is still flourishing. We have a ton of women in our community and they are loving the inner circle membership, but it is no longer on the app. We decided to close out the app after Sam spent a lot of her lifetime building it. And we share this story because we don't believe that having an app is a bad thing. We don't believe that apps don't work because they do for a lot of people. We potentially might open up a connector app one day. I think there's so many benefits to that. Of course, hiring somebody to build it for us. But what we recognized is that the lesson from this story time for us was that 
you don't need to go big or go home all the time, right? You don't need to strive for perfection all the time. I think during that season, my mindset was in order to make this membership something that I envision it to be, we have to have an app. We have to build out this entire platform. We have to go balls to the walls building out something that is so extraordinary versus what a lot of the feedback from our community was they liked the app, but they were just there for community. They were there for connection. They were there for the strategy that we teach. And they didn't really care how we presented that to them as long as it was easy for them to navigate. Yeah. So if you're at a point where you're like, I don't know if I should use Kajabi or Thinkific or Facebook or School this or, or blah, blah, blah. Build an app. I don't know if I like ClickUp or ActiveCampaign and all of these different softwares. I would recommend like as simple as possible that gets the job done because people are there for a message, a mission, your values, what you can provide, the community, a purpose, all of these pieces that make you and your brand you and the community that helps along the way. That's what they're there for. They could care less if you're in Kajabi or school or Thinkific. It doesn't matter. They could care less if you have an app or if you're in a Facebook group. They want to be in something where the engagement is going to be there where they can support one another and they can get the information they came for when it comes to your membership or your coaching. Lesson from us, maybe don't build an app right now. Um, But ultimately, where that led us, where that lesson led us is leaning into more of what works. And I think one, that is the biggest lesson of it all, is how you started your business, right? You probably got more complicated over time. You started adding new platforms, new Mm -hmm. systems, new this, new that to grow, to provide a better experience. But there's going to be a point where it becomes a lot and you have to simplify. And what we recognized was when we simplified, we ended up going back to our roots. We ended up going back to the things that we did in the beginning that worked. And that for us was Facebook. Facebook is not dead. And so for the rest of this conversation, we want to open up what it looks like to host a membership in Facebook for us, why we really value Facebook and why we feel like it is never going to go out of style and how you guys can grow on Facebook or your businesses, whether you have a Facebook group or whether you don't, how you can utilize Facebook to really grow business connections in your life. So, yes, we have been able to sell out our events through Facebook. We've been able to open and close our membership with gazillions of applications coming in through Facebook. Gazillions? Gazillions. How many is that? You know, a good good gazillion. (laughs) One, two, three gazillion. Um, Four. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We've been able to do a lot, and 99% of our our customers come and, and members come from Facebook groups. So I'll tell you first what we don't do because it's really important and it's something that we learn, and this is what we see everybody doing. And it just does not work. So what everybody does is they join a bunch of Facebook groups. They're like, okay, my ideal client would probably live here, 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 here. And by live, they're in these Facebook groups. So maybe if you're in real estate, you're joining Austin, Texas groups, or you're joining Dallas groups, or you're you're joining the city that you live in, and you're joining into young professionals or girl groups or social groups, things like that. And you're trying to put out now advertisements of what it is that you do. So that what we have seen is people put out a Canva with their face on it and say, my name is Sally Joe, and here's my pricing, my phone number, and my website. Give me a call. Post. And 90% of the time, that ain't going to get approved. It doesn't work. Now, your mindset is proper. Like, to go into these groups and put yourself out there, that's huge. And so we just want to say, really quick, 
Like you putting yourself out there. If this is you, if you're working out on Canva, which I love Canva, and you're making all these marketing posts and you're throwing all these ads out there, like you're doing the first step, which is putting yourself out there. But what we've learned is there is much better ways to put yourself out there. And that's what this conversation is all about. Yes. So you are getting past the first step. We're just going to clean up the first step a little bit because I want you to think back on how many times that has worked for you. And I guarantee it's probably not many. Maybe one in like 100 people will be like, oh, maybe I will call Sally Joe. So there's a different way to come across. And when you're in Facebook and when you're in communities is what you're entering into. So think of what the word community means to you. When you join a Facebook group, let's say it's a young professional Facebook group and you're a real estate agent and you're putting yourself out there and all of these people are connecting with each other. They're helping support each other. They're talking about their businesses. They're hyping each other up. They're asking questions. That's what community is, is really supporting one another versus if you've ever gone to networking events or you've ever been in a Facebook community or something where all they do is promote, 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 promote. No engagement happens. No questions are asked. Nobody's calling each other because the conversations aren't genuine. They're not real. They're not authentic. It's just in your face. And people are already seeing 10,000 plus ads every single day. And so to see a Facebook group where it's only ad, 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 and that's what the Canva is, your face, your phone number, your website, that is an ad. And people aren't going to respond well to that. Yeah. So a good way to do this too is just audit other groups. Like hop into Facebook groups that you are a part of and look at what's working for other people. Not even in your industry, just in general. Like notice when you see Canvas like this, there's probably one or two comments and a couple likes, depending on what group you're in, right? But when you see people introducing themselves, when you see people sharing, teaching something, when you see them sharing their dog and what they're passionate about, right, your vibe attracts your tribe. When you see people just being their true selves, providing value and focusing on connecting, those are the posts that blow up. Those are the posts that people actually receive value from and get to connect with somebody that they can be long-term friends with or long-term partners with or be a client mentorship relationship. So go into Facebook groups and just take a moment to audit what is working for other people. And then I kind of sprinkled it in there, but what does work? What have we found does work? And a common objection that we hear from a lot of people is, I don't want to go into other people's groups and promote. Like there is rules on not promoting. There is rules on not promoting my business. And that is so true. We're not telling you go into Facebook groups and just blast people with your your business, right? Because that's not genuine either. That's not genuine connection. In our Facebook community, we do allow some people to promote, but we always make sure it's in a genuine way just because we want people to not feel pitched to all the time when they're a part of our community, right? We want it to be a place of connection. But some Facebook groups, you're not supposed to promote in. And so we're not saying go promote, 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 but we are saying lead with intention. And so what we have seen work, whether it's a Facebook group that you're supposed to promote in or not, is just being yourself. And nobody can tell your story better than you can tell your story. And so find a group of people that you genuinely see yourself connecting with, not just in a client and mentorship relationship or not just, you know, in that servant relationship, but in general, like if you enjoy working out, join a workout group. If you enjoy hiking, join a hiking group. If you enjoy dogs, join a group about dog owners, like find your tribe, find your people and then tell your story. Introduce yourself, post a picture of your dog, post a picture of you serving people in your business, whatever it is that you do. If you're an esthetician, right, post a picture of you doing that and introduce who you are at the core, 
mention what you do for work and I guarantee you're going to connect with the people that are your tribe and then the people that do need your service are going to ask you more questions about your service. Yeah, so let's take it even a level deeper and give you some tactical step-by-step things on how you can make an awesome post inside of a group that seeds what it is that you do and you attract the right people. But first, I want you to think about going and sitting down and having dinner with someone that you haven't met before. And if you sit there and you're talking to them and all of they are doing is saying, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is how I do it, this is why I'm so great, this is blah, 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 then it's probably not a fun dinner because you're not talking to a real person, you're talking to a walking advertisement. And so we want to build that rapport as fast as possible by showing that you're a real person. And so when we go into a Facebook group, we normally add three types of pictures. The first type of picture is you smiling. You're a happy freaking person, hopefully. (laughs) Just a warm, welcoming, maybe that's you with your dog, maybe that's you, whatever you're doing, you're happy. Okay, people connect to faces, they connect to eyes, they connect to the smile. They want to connect to that warm and welcoming, like I should message this person because they feel, you know, warm and welcoming. The second type of picture you want to post is you doing some sort of hobby. Maybe that hobby relates to your work. Maybe that's you. I love coffee shops. Maybe I love reading. Maybe that's, you know, whatever sort of hobby, maybe like dirt biking or pickleball or golfing. And maybe you are in real estate and most of your people you know do golf and that's the elite group that you want to connect with. And then the third photo you want to add in is you as an authority, in your authority. So maybe that's you helping out a client. Maybe that's you leading a retreat. Maybe that's you speaking on stages. Whatever that authority photo of you is or maybe that's you working out in the gym if you're a fitness instructor. So whatever that authority photo so they can see you in your element. So one, warm and welcoming. Two, showing a hobby. And then three, something of you and your authority. And if you have three of those photos, most of the time you are going to be approved because the admin now sees you as a real person versus a walking advertisement. And how you structure your introduction or your bio is saying something along the lines of, hey, I'm Jimmy John. Jimmy John's. I'm hungry right now. (laughs) I'm Papa John's pizzas. Um, (laughs) Hey, I'm Sally. And you'll talk a little bit about, you know, maybe if you want to share your age, maybe if you want to share you have two kids, maybe you want to share that you're a mom, or maybe you want to share that you're in real estate. So what you can do is drop right away something that's a fun fact. So you'll drop that fun fact about yourself. And then the next phase of that is sharing my name is Sally. I am a mom of four and I'm in real estate. What I love to do on the weekends is spend time with my kids at the beach. And that second picture is you at the beach with your kids. And then the last thing that you add in is, is there any other people in here that is looking for real estate or just moved to Texas or just moved to Dallas? So a qualifying question is the last. And it's not a salesy question. Is it anybody or any other mothers in here or any other call out your ideal client avatar, any other people work out in here or any other people who are looking to lose weight or something along the lines where you call out your client avatar and you ask a question that's qualifying. So now when people go in and comment, all of the people that would be your ideal type of client now relate to you. They see you and they want to say me too, or they want to say, hey, I would be interested in a free workout class or something that you do, or who would be interested in coming to a retreat. 
questions like that, that normally gets a ton of engagement because of your personality that you bring. And we'll just do those in multiple Facebook groups. So that's a really simple, tactical way to start to introduce yourself and get your client avatar to respond. And this is something you can use on all platforms too. Like if you use Instagram most of the time, utilize this intro post maybe in a little bit of a different format every couple months, right? There's new people following you. There's new people that you want to get to know. You want to be able to connect with the people you're meant to connect with in that season. So as you evolve, as you get new hobbies, as your business gets to the next level, as your client avatar changes, make an intro post across all of your platforms to reconnect with the people that are meant to be in that season with you. I want to take it a little bit deeper of how you can utilize other Facebook groups without promoting. If you're at this point where you're like, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to hop into other Facebook groups. I'm not ready to connect just yet. You can literally step into other Facebook groups. You can do this on Reddit. You can do this on so many different platforms, but just evaluate, right? Search some of those keywords in Facebook groups, particularly there is a search bar. You can search a keyword. So let's say I am a fitness coach, right? I can search losing weight. I can search fitness. I can search running. I can search weightlifting. And you'll notice all of these people's posts that are around those topics. The most beautiful thing about Facebook is it's a little bit deeper than a platform like Instagram or TikTok in the way that people use Facebook a lot of times to vent. People use Facebook a lot of times to connect with their family or connect with their friends. And so people are coming onto these Facebook groups and they're sharing the real and the raw of what they're feeling in that moment. And a lot of people will even share these things anonymously. And so you're going to get to really see a look into what people are conversating about your niche and about your topic. And from that, of course, you can go in and you can provide value and you can connect with these people. But most importantly, you can see their language. You can see how they are talking about their challenges around this topic. You can see how they are talking about their wins around this topic. And then you can start to use their verbiage in your emails, in your marketing posts, on your website, so that you can really connect with that ideal client avatar in the way that they speak about your niche. Because you as an expert, that is, you know all of the juicy stuff about your topic, are going to naturally speak different than the person that is not educated in that niche that needs the support. So you can now see how that person that needs support talks about your niche. So we went over utilizing Facebook groups when it comes to putting yourself out there, marketing posts and what the no's are, how to use Facebook for market research. And again, you can use that on Reddit or any other platform. Now I want to talk a little bit about Facebook groups. If you are somebody that is a host of a Facebook group, what we've seen to be the most successful in that area, as Facebook is actually something we've used to grow majority of our community and cultivate that deep culture and connection within our community. Yes. So you don't need an app. Facebook groups are awesome. (laughs) We'll just circle back to that. Um, And Facebook groups, we love a lot better for cultivating community than Instagram or any other social platform, just because you really are able to facilitate community when people are connecting with each other. And so when you're in Instagram, oftentimes they're commenting because you shared a photo of you and they're commenting and they're saying, awesome job or something like this versus asking questions and they're supporting each other. Now, when they're in a Facebook group, they can ask the questions. They feel like they're a part of something bigger. They feel like they have friends that are also under this umbrella of this brand that you have created. So you get to be the authority, but what's most important is they are all connecting with each other. 
And you can kind of step out of that now. And now your community, your culture is building itself because now they're inviting people. Now they're doing introductions. Now they're asking questions and they're supporting each other. And you're just the facilitator of that. So Facebook groups are great because it's not necessarily about you. None of our Facebook groups are about us. Our social media is about us. (laughs) Our Instagram pages, that's about us. But our Facebook groups, all about them all about how you can talk about yourself, how you can support other people, how you can ask questions, make it about them. We tried in the past to make it about us and make us the authority and try and, you know, really establish ourselves as we're here, we're the host, you need to know us. And what happened was our engagement died quick. And it's not because Rachel and I aren't cool. It's because Facebook communities are really built on culture of them talking to each other. So that's the first step. It's called social media for a reason. People are social in Facebook groups. And that doesn't go to say that you won't have the authority because over time, a lot of women that come to our community, they know that we host that. They know that we host events. They know who we are. They also connect with us on Instagram and follow us on other platforms. But ultimately, that will happen naturally over time. So if you are hosting a Facebook group, and this is a group where you're looking to cultivate community of people that are not your current clients. If your photo is the headshot of the cover photo, change red it. flag, change it, right? How can you make this be a space of community connection and make this all about your audience? And a great way to navigate this is simply just sparking conversations, asking people about their opinions around this topic, allowing people to share their opinions, right? Encouraging your people in your community to introduce themselves and talk about themselves and connect with each other. One of the things that we have utilized in our Facebook group, which has really helped us scale and it's helped create that culture, is Sam and I know 90% of the women in our community. We've taken the time to read everybody's responses. We've taken the time to learn about everybody's businesses. And so the second we see somebody post a question, If we know that there's another expert in our community, a woman that serves that person in that way or a woman that's knowledgeable on that subject, we go in and instead of us giving advice, which we could give a lot of business advice in a lot of instances, we will tag the person that's an expert in that niche and allow them to connect with each other. And through doing that, we've been able to see so many relationships build in our community, so much trust build in our community because you as the leader of your community, when you are introducing two people to each other and they have synergy, they're always going to remember that you connected them. And so now you're really creating this culture. You're creating this family on this social platform versus just posting and everybody responding to just you. They're now getting to connect with each other. So get to know the people in your community, tag each other in posts, encourage people to share their opinions and to post in your group. And that engagement will grow your group And when you have more engagement in your group, Facebook will naturally push it to more people that are just like that audience. And so it will naturally grow more. And one last thing on the back end side that is really important is going to help you grow your email list. Because every member that joins, you can actually capture their email with and we'll drop below the software that we use. But one of the back end things is you want to ask three questions. So I'm sure you've probably have joined a Facebook group in the past and there's been, wait, stop, like answer these three questions first. A lot of people get those three questions wrong and they just ask, where are you from? Like, what do you love to do? Do you promise to abide by the rules? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And You know, those are simple answers. But if you really want to grow your email list and identify your most ideal client avatars, you want to also qualify your audience. This is important, 
right? You don't want just any Joe Smo in your Facebook group if you're trying to cultivate a certain type of community and family. So you can qualify your people. You can ask the questions that have them answer whether they are meant to be a part of that community or not. Yes. So those three questions, one of them, the first one is, is qualifying them. So what is a qualifying question? So for us, an example would be, are you a female entrepreneur? Yes or no? And, the, and you'll and be the surprised. Answers. There's some there's some men or other people that you can clearly tell are not a business owner. And they'll be like, yep, that's me. And we're like, okay, maybe this isn't the community for you. Yeah. And you can elaborate a little. So you can make that question like, this group is for female entrepreneurs. Are you one? The answer is yes, not yet, but I want to be and no. So then we have our three qualifying answers and everyone that says yes or not yet, they're a perfect fit for us because they're going to be surrounded by the right people or they're going to help be in a community that's going to help them launch their business. The second question is that email grab. So something that we do is, hey, if you want to join this newsletter or if you want to get an invite to our events or if you want this freebie, put your email below. So this now, what you can do is you can download this software called GroupKit. We'll put this below. Hashtag use our affiliate. <laughs> we use this software called GroupKit. And when you put your email in it, what happens is you can use this software to automatically send a welcome email to them and grow your email list. So within 10 seconds, they get an email saying, hey, welcome. We want to plug you into the community. Here are all of your next steps. This is where you can do this. This is where you can do this. Here you can, you can learn more about the membership, all of these different things. And you can start a drip campaign. So you can do a campaign where it's 30 days of just warming up that lead, that new lead, that new member of your free Facebook community to now have access to 30 days of drip campaigns. And that's just another way to systemize, automatize, automatize. I like it. Automatize. <laughs> automate, automatize. Automate your business. So the third question is all about getting them to purchase your offer or qualifying them to see if they want to learn more. So this is more about permission-based sales. And I'll explain what that means. So permission-based sales is someone actually saying, hey, send me a message. I'm interested in your product or service. So how you can do that in a Facebook group is if you have an offer, let's say you're a fitness coach, you can say something along the lines of, do you need more support or accountability with reaching your health and fitness goals? Yes, no, or maybe, or learn more. And then the question could finalize by saying, and we'll reach out and send you a message to give you that support or to, uh, you know, you can learn more. And so now everybody that's saying, yes, I want more information, that's who you can send a message to that says, hey, Sally, I saw you were looking for more support with your health and fitness. Can you tell me a little bit more about what support you need? So now she's the one who said, yes, give me more information. And she gave you permission to go into her inbox and pitch basically yourself. But you're not pitching yourself. You're asking a question. And we can talk on and on and on about DM scripts and things like that. But that is a really awesome way to start booking calls, getting offers out the door. Here's the thing. If you are a little bit overwhelmed right now, Make sure that you rewind this episode and just go through these things one thing at a time. It took us a really long time to learn how to navigate Facebook, learn what posts work the best, learn what not to do, learn why to utilize these qualifying questions and how they can help scale and monetize your business. So we hope that this tactical episode was beneficial for you. We love having open and honest conversation and goofing around, but we also love giving you tangible steps that you can implement in your business today. And so utilizing Facebook has been something that has really helped us scale. And we want to see that growth for you guys too. 
the last thing that I have about Facebook. If this is your one place, if this is the place that you really want to cultivate community, share it everywhere. This community that you're building is gold. And we just talked about qualifying, right? It's okay to have a smaller community of the qualified people. What we see oftentimes is a lot of people will open up a Facebook group and they invite all their friends and family to the Facebook group and it's actually their business Facebook group and then nobody in there is qualified so nobody in there is talking about the right topics and then people that do join are confused. It's okay to have a smaller group if there's the qualified people in there. That's why we find it so important to qualify people. But once you've started to cultivate this community, share it everywhere. Share it on your Instagram. Share it in your Instagram bio. Share it on your Pinterest post, in your blogs. Like tell your friends about it. When you host events, tell people about it. Really share it everywhere so that over time people will start to know that you have this community of people that they can connect with. When they are in your niche, if they're in in real estate, if they are in fitness, or if they want to learn more about it, if they want to be a part of what you do, they are going to know that you lead a community and is naturally going to grow over time. And then you can have the people in the community share it all of the time because your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Your people are going to be bringing more people just like them. So community is really about the long run, just spreading it and talking about it always, and it will grow over time organically. We hope that this episode was helpful. Facebook is our favorite thing to talk about, so we will probably talk about it in more episodes. Before we sign off, we want to hear from you. Do you enjoy these open and honest and goofy conversations? Or do you enjoy episodes that are more tangible takeaways like this one, talking specifically about one platform and how you can utilize it for your business? Thank you so much for watching today's episode below. You can check the show notes for that group kit link for our Instagram links to let us know what type of episodes you enjoy hearing the most. Today, we chatted all about a lot of things talking Facebook and why building an app might not be right for you in this season like it wasn't for us and about how stressed out we made Sam building our app. Trial and errors. We really want to provide these episodes for you guys to learn from our mistakes. We hope that this episode was beneficial talking about Facebook, talking about how you can grow, you can monetize on Facebook, you can build community, you can use it for market research, you can share who you are and market your business on there. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.